21. 21, we can drink in America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> G'day everyone, this is episode 21 of AT3 and we are your Aussie Top 3. My name is Greg, as always, your Captain Boomerang and of course I'm joined by my fellow Aussies, the Stinger, Steve Ray and little Sherby, Stacey Herbert. How's it going guys? Very Good. well. <laughs> I, just, I just want like an interesting way to answer that question. Yeah. But every week comes around and it comes around so quickly and... I never have something new to say. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> next time, next time. <laughs> uh, but for this edition of AT3, we're taking a closer look at finishes, that special, unique move that lets you know a match is more than likely over. And speaking of over, his podcasting career will be over if he keeps hanging out with us. Joining us <laughs> once again is Adrian Trinquera. How are you, Adrian? AT3, it's so awesome to be back. How are we all? Good. See, you should have said AT3, it's the place to be. See, there we go. <laughs> Daisy, that's how you could have come in. <laughs> that's it. Putting the, AT, three, the- putting the AT in AT3, Adrian Trinkham. Oh, oh, that's, that's pretty hey. good. This isn't Look unfunny. Steve. This isn't Steve unfunny. Steve is our own... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the M&M of the group. Don't worry yeah, about yeah. No, I was going to say you're our own resident road dog. we've already gone like off the rails and we're not even five minutes in it's all over god we're done that's why i'm back guys (laughs) (laughs) you were supposed to rein us in adrian what are you doing (laughs) that's greg's job true true he's the captain of the team i try yeah (laughs) (laughs) um all right to get us back on track uh we always go ladies first so stacy what makes your list of your favourite slash best uh, match finishes or special moves, whatever you want to call it. And please, please try not to have some of mine this week because that'll be great. Uh, (laughs) No promises. (laughs) I made sure not to have Crippler Crossface or Headbutt or Sharp just for you, Well done. Well done. (laughs) Or the neck breaker. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, when it comes to my taste in finishing moves, I it, it's not necessarily all about the frills for me. It's about a move that's well executed, it's exciting, it gets the crowd rolled up, and I think my first pick perfectly emulates that, and that is Sweet Tune Music. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great pick. I love that. Look, that's it what, was sorry. Be- that's what I meant to say. Sorry, <laughs> it was bound to be on someone's list yeah, because it sure. really is one of the greatest finishes of all time, and it really goes to show that moves are what you make of them. Because to someone, it's just a, a kick to the jaw, but Shawn Michaels executes it so well. His timing's perfect. He knows how to hype up a crowd. Um, that it, it's exciting and it's yeah like it's 
one of the best finishes of all time. Um, so specifically, the, sweet chin music, not just a super kick, like you you mean not like, not a young yes, but super kick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, specifically sweet chin music. Yep, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Shawn Michaels, just Shawn Michaels performing sweet chin music yeah. because yeah, n- no one does it like him. Um, it's like it's incredibly exciting. Um, I think of like some of my favorite moments with it. Um, one of them is during his um, sort of career-ending match with uh, Ric Flair at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, wish I could think of the number. Yep. Adrian, you're good with uh, your days. Yeah, you put me on the spot. Sorry, twenty-five. Um, no, that was we'll, Undertaker, we'll, wasn't it? We'll come back and fact check that. Yeah. But um, edit point. Yeah. The, <laughs> That wouldn't have been pulled off so well if it weren't for how great Shawn Michaels is, not only in the ring um, as a as a wrestler and a technician, have you will, but he really knows how to bring the motion, bring the feels, and yeah, it was really emotional moment. Um, you know, like who knew that kicking someone in the head could be that emotional, um, and. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious to know what you guys think because yeah. I think this is um a, a worthwhile pick for our top. That pitchers. one, that one oh, with definitely. Flair, that one with Flair in particular, goes to show like how over that uh, that move was, and particularly Shawn Michaels' version of it. Because yep, when that happened, everyone went, "This is it!" Like this is it for Flair's career. You know what I mean? Like in WWE, at least. Um, yeah, because it was like, well, if he hits him with with switch in music, it's over. It's not like a DDT or something where in its time it was you got a DDT on someone that was it too. But like, mm. you know, it, 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 everyone stood up, you know, and like this is it. This is the end of the of Flair kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I like particularly Shawn Michaels. The you got to tune up the band first, you know. That's right. I mean, yeah, yeah. In the corner and yeah. stuff. So yeah, that 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 was always my favorite part of of it, but we've made it uh, different than everyone else's just sort of quick super kick out of nowhere. Yeah. I think Mm. also um, I was at Paul Heyman that said that, um, you know, the DDT back in the day when Jake Roberts used it, no one else really used it as such. It Mm. now gets oversaturated. Whereas the sweet cheer music, you go back, it wasn't really used as much as it is today. And I think that's mm. another reason why Shawn Michaels made it so good. I mean, that was his finisher and, and no nobody was going to use it because if someone was to use it in a match and it didn't finish the match, well, then that's just blown Shawn Michaels' whole finishing move. Yeah. So I yeah. think – and I think you're right. When he's, when he's tuning up the band in the corner there, it's just – you just know something. You, you just you just feel it. You feel the energy coming through and you just know that it's going to be a – you know, obviously you're going to see the sweet chair music and you just – as a – kid like growing up watching it in uh, as a teenager you just it was something that you love to see um these days obviously you know it's just oversaturated and you have people like the young bucks who do 15 of them in a match and it just it just Mm. ruins it um i I like the i was i like the tuning up the band as well because it's such a thing you can do as a heel or a face yeah if you're Yeah. yeah the baby face you know, you, you, you're stomping away and you're getting the crowd into it and they're, like, clapping and stomping with you. Yeah. Whereas yeah. as a heel, you can do that real smarmy, like, smug 
kind of yeah stomping and like here it comes i'm gonna like you know i'm gonna kick your favorite baby face and i'm gonna beat him and like fuck you you know people getting shitty about it so yeah um really clever my 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 favorite you get the the rick flair one obviously that's an amazing one but i think everyone's seen the one where he kicks shelton benjamin as he's coming off the road yeah fucking amazing like just the timing for both of them too just to make it look like that it's just it was awesome yeah, yeah. I remember it was watching so that at easy home. to get yeah. that wrong. Yeah. That's one of those moments can't. where you go, oh, like you literally, like you shout it yeah. out. Or I did at yeah. least in my, ro- in my living room. Yes, yeah, definitely. Most time you just sort of watch a match and go, oh, that was good. You know, oh, wow. You know, this was, we also, like, oh, it was huge. So, yeah, we also talk about tuning up the band and how, you know, you know it's coming and the whole audience is, is on its. Um, on tender hooks waiting for it to happen but also it was the original to me it was the original rko out of nowhere before there was an rko out of nowhere yeah. um yep. there so were so true. many great moments where sure michaels was almost a bloody mess and you thought oh, like just put him out of his misery and you know you'll you'll stand him up and then he'll just super kick your head off um yeah. that was that those moments to me are, are really awesome um one that sticks out is Last Man Standing, Royal Rumble 2004, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Like, they're both bloody messes and um, they both get up at the nine count and he kicks Triple H and they both get counted out to 10. Oh, it was just incredible. Um, Same with, uh, I think it was Vengeance uh, 2005, I'm going to say, or 06. It was Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels too. Um, Kurt Angle jumps off the top rope and uh, Shawn Michaels hits him with the sweet tune music out of nowhere. So um, I think you can go, it's so it's so flexible in that it can have a huge build-up or it can just come out of nowhere as well. That's another thing that stands yeah. out to me as well, Stacey. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's, um, you're so right about it. It was like the RKO, RKO before that was a thing, you know, like it brought that shock factor and, um, before then, like there wasn't a lot of that, you know. Um, usually, you could see a finishing move coming. Um, and yeah, Steve, when you mentioned the super kick to Shelton Benjamin, I was just thinking mm-hmm. about it. And uh, yeah. yeah, like that's the the kind of thing you have to get the timing just right. And they they did, like they nailed it. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a very sure. good, very good choice. I, yeah, I, nice. I definitely had it on my list. And it, it wouldn't be a show. It wouldn't be an AT3 show without some sort of Shawn Michaels. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Adrian, as our guest, we'll let you go first. Uh, so what do you have for your uh, your first finisher, as we call Thank it? Thank you, Greg. Um, so um, I'm sort of the opposite to Stacey. I really actually liked the flair and... Uh, I guess the 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 pretty looking finishes, um, but I also like the ones that have heaps of impact. But my first pick uh, is uh, your man Stacy Jeff Hardy and the Spontan Bomb. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I, I like that one too. But it didn't make my list, but I, I can see why you've picked it. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I and I think this comes back to the ethos of what AT3 is about. It's about your top three person. Mm, yep. Um, and this the Swanton Bomb is just one of those moves where as a kid, uh, once I learned how to do a flip on a trampoline, this is the first move I tried to learn how to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, so for those who don't know who's what a Swanton Bomb is, uh, it's a front flip from the top rope 
and you land back first on your opponent. So, and you get the maximum hang time you can upside down. So it looks like you're going to land on your neck, um, but then you rotate uh, onto your back at the last moment. Uh, in, in true Jeff Hardy style, looks like he's going to destroy himself, but then <laughs> lands perfectly safe um, at the last minute. So uh, he, did, yeah, Jeff did the most well-known version, but then there were people like Sean O'Hare, Sin Cara, Kevin Owens, Aiden English, like they all do it. Uh, Jeff executed it the best because to me, he'd do it almost in slow motion. It felt, it felt like to me, skyscraper tumbling over like a tree falling, something like that. Which and he flips at the last minute, at the last second, doesn't he? It's just yeah. the way he, yeah. Yeah. So, and, and when I picture those sorts of things happening, I picture, you know, power as well, but it's just so graceful as well. Uh, and he'd hit it on opponents from anywhere. So like top of ladders, lighting rigs, cages, entrance ramps through tables, yeah. announce tables. And, you know, going back to, Stace, your point about switching music to other mm. people out of context, it's just a kick. This is just a front flip. Mm. And what he does, it makes it look so much more epic than it actually was in reality. Like in context, yeah. off a ladder, front flip off a ladder, holy shit, what are you doing, man? Yeah, uh, and I love the fact that sometimes it makes you think that Jeff is uh, hitting it so bad he'd hurt himself so much more than his opponent, and yeah. that also made Jeff a bit more individualistic, exciting to watch, daredevil, insane dudes, um, unnecessary is another word. It's <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Swanton Bomb is my first pick. Um, the way yeah. he w- the way he would. Uh- twist at the last second as well, I think really helped um, emphasize the move sometimes because the way he lands, he's really slamming his, like from a, from a what do you call it, like a, a technical point of view, um, he's really slamming his feet into the mat when he does it. Yeah. So you get that extra, like, sound. Um, yep. You know, how they, like all the wrestlers stomp their feet when they, you know, putting the boots to someone and things like that. Yeah. You know, slap you, like with this. Slap uh, your thigh. Slap your thigh when <laughs> you're doing the super kick, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but like because uh, more often than not, uh, Jeff Hardy would would flip at the, like turn his body at the very last second to land on his back, his feet would often sort of really flip, almost like fling into the mat. So you would get that extra sort of hit, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's it made it sound like it's hurting them a lot more than it actually did. So that was always cool, I thought, too. So it didn't happen all the time, but there were plenty of times where I was like, oh, I made a big noise for, you know, um, for really in the scheme of things, like a smaller guy landing on on some of these uh, other wrestlers, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it was that it, it, everyone he did sort of seemed to have that element of danger to it because, um, like you said, Adrian, like he's, He's sort of hanging in the air almost like his head's going to hit the mat the whole way and then at the last second he sort of pulls out of it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, my feelings about Jeff as a wrestler aside. (laughs) He definitely owns that move. Um, He does it the best, really, of anyone I've seen. And the, the thing that's so mental is his accuracy with it especially when doing it from like a ladder it's so unstable and you know like he's standing on that it's barely big enough to hold his feet really and it's wobbling and yeah it's so easy to get it wrong in those circumstances and 
a big one that comes to mind is um, I think, I don't know if it was the first tables, tables, ladders and chairs match um, at WrestleMania and he Swanton Bonds off the ladder onto, um, I think, Baba Ray Dudley. Yeah, WrestleMania yes. 16. That's like yeah. the most iconic version of it, I reckon. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely. I liked it as well. Um, as far as like when you, what's the word? Like when you put it in the box with the Hardy Boys as a tag team, it was good too because you had Jeff with the high flying Swanton Bomb, and then Matt's move was the Twist of Fate. So it was a different. Like they both, yeah, they both didn't have like sort of diamond cutter slash stunner type moves. They both didn't have top rope moves, you know. So it was. And especially in that tag team, because quite often, like Matt Hardy would hit the twist of fate, and then Jeff would climb up the turnbuckle and then do the swanton. So, um, yeah, it sort of helped as a tag team. It was good that he had sort of you had one of them that had the high flying move and one that had sort of the more impact mat based kind of move. But yeah, it was um, like you said, he could do it from the top of ladders off a cage or just in a regular. Like, it's funny to say, like, just in a regular old match where we're jumping off the turnbuckle, but, like, mm. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but yeah, he, he could he could elevate it, uh, you know, in the degrees of danger and things like that if he needed to. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. It was not one I thought of when we were looking at the list, but, yeah, it, ma- it makes sense when you, when you talk about it. So, yeah, you and, could sort um, of tell, like, when I was watching wrestling uh, based on that selection. You know, but, well, I think most. Yeah, I mean, there'll be more people watching during the Attitude Era than than there ever was. So, um, yeah. yeah, nothing wrong with that. So, and like you said, this is this is what we do here. It's not necessarily about like, oh, well, there has to be this because of reasons, or that's the that's the one everybody picks. It's like, no, it's just what you think. So, yeah, no, that's it's, right. it's a good pick. Um. All right, Steve. I was going to go next, but I'll I'll let you go because you I think you might have one that I've got. So I'll let you <laughs> I'll give you a chance. Um, okay. <laughs> um, all right. Well, my foot, my one. Obviously, sweet chin music was probably my first one, but we'll mm-hmm. go with this, my second one. Um, I also like this because it's 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 flamboyant, it's high flying, but it's the macho man elbow drop. Uh, um, from the top ropes, mm. um, like no, I don't. Nobody, I know CM Punk has tried to do it, but nobody has done it like the Macho Man does. They just he, stand, he could stand up on the top rope for ages, just just standing there with his hands in the air, spinning his finger, and then you just you know as soon as he leaps off that top rope, he's going to get air and he's going to fly and hit that guy with the elbow, and you know ninety nine times out of a hundred that was the end of the match. Um, it was one of those things where obviously, obviously, it wasn't hit out of nowhere, but it was one of those ones where as soon as you saw that he was going up the top rope, you know, you know what was going to happen, and you just knew that he was going to hit that, um, hit that elbow, and the match was over. Yeah, you can't savage if if, if you're going to have that kind of, you know, oh, is it going to happen? Oh, is he going to get there? You know, is he what's going to happen? Like, no one's better than drawing anticipation from the crowd and savage just with like oh, yeah. you said spinning his finger around in the air and you know doing the whole like uh what do you i don't know what you call it like waving your fingers together like you know look at me sort of thing that he would do um yep. and then yeah right at the top gonna put point both fingers together right to the top you know right to the sky and then just yeah so um and he was still able to do it even later in his career like even when his sort of wrestling skills had kind of 
diminished and he wasn't so much of a like a great worker anymore he'd still he'd still be able to get the uh, elbow off the top rope so yeah at least he at least he never lost that so um but yeah as far as like charisma and and, and sort of spectacle goes yeah that's that's a classic so yeah good choice it's similar to you know these last couple of picks when you think about it, it's an elbow drop off the top rope. It doesn't sound really, really, you know, intricate or mm. really exciting yeah. when you say it like that. But you watch him do it. He draws the crowd in. He tells a story. He puts his arms straight up in the air and the crowd goes nuts. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's very iconic and resemble, and it, re- it represents that golden era of the 80s and 90s of wrestling uh, really, really well. So that's a really good pick. Yeah. yeah, it is all about presentation at the end of the day. And um, he gets some amazing air with that um, elbow drop. And yeah. You know, for me, it's iconic because when you think of the elbow drop, you think of Macho Man, you know, Sa- same as with, you know, the other two that we've already discussed. But I think that's what makes a good finishing move. It's it's relatable to that person. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it stands out. And like you said, he sort of made it famous. And then, he said a couple of people have sort of tried it. Like Punk did it for a while, but even his yeah. was like he couldn't have been any more obvious that he was doing it as a tribute to Savage. You know, like he would oh, do the course. he would. So it wasn't kind of like like we said the super kick. Well, hey, everyone does a super kick nowadays, but like yeah, at least Punk would sort of he would do the fingers to the sky. You know, to be like remember I'm doing this because of Savage. Like remember him, he's great. You know, um, yeah. As opposed to just being like, oh yeah, it's just I'm just going to steal that move. And, mm. and then, and then it. with Bailey, they went an extra level. The announcers would actually remind the audience, "Hey, Bailey's going on the top rope to hit the elbow, her tribute to Macho Man Randy Savage." Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is cool because yeah, it's a, that's the thing. It's like back in the day, the the finishing moves weren't. You know, kill yourself moves. It was just like, oh yeah, this it's a bear hug or it's a sleeper hold or whatever. You know, it's a leg drop, brother. You know, that's, <laughs> that's all you that's all you need. Um, but ask Rocky. Um, but yeah, but uh, <laughs> but like, so in that era, for Savage to be jumping off the top rope, it was like, holy shit! Like that was really, you know, that was that was sort of like the the swan time of its time because it was like nobody really did him and Jimmy Snooker really. So um, that I can think of was sort of the two main yeah. guys that were like, oh, they do the top rope. Like that's that's the spectacle part. But I mean, yeah. Savage had so much more than just that. But it was, yeah, definitely uh, one of the main reasons, you know, he got over as the superstar that he was. So, um, But, yeah, so, well, Steve, I thought you might have taken this one. So, but I'm going because I'm going for a submission, which is probably, I don't know, not what people expect. They're probably waiting for the leg drop, like I said, or the big boot or something. But I can tell you, <laughs> there's none of that on this show, brother. Oh, God. I definitely <laughs> thought the leg drop. So don't, don't, don't get your hopes up that we have another Hogan mark out moment because there's no leg drop. But I'm going for the other, the, the, in my opinion, the best submission move, and I'm sure Ric Flair fans will will scream at me. Woo! But it's not the figure four; it's the sharpshooter. So, oh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> because when it's done properly, 
And when it's done the way it's meant to be done, it, I just think it looks, it really looks like a move that fucking hurts. You know, like yeah. Well, and I just gonna say my my night's over, guys. So um, I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, I gave you a chance. I told you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, I just I got think a couple of backups is all good. I mean, Bret Hart to me, it sounds sounds obvious, but I would, like Bret Hart to me did it the best, and of course Owen as well. Um, I know Sting did a variant of it. I think Sting actually did it first. To be fair. He was yeah. using the Scorpion Death Drop, uh, Death Lock, sorry, before the Sharpshooter. But I mean, let's face it, Bret Hart and Owen Hart made it famous. Um, well, they were probably doing it for years before in Calgary and stuff like that. Too. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. yeah, but the thing with Stings is it sort of got worse over the years. You know, I know. like <laughs> you'd stand up and it just yeah, off. yeah. It's like no, sit the fuck down. Like yeah, you've got to sell it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's hurting them because you're sitting on their back and you have yeah. their legs in your arms. Like it's that's the idea behind it. Like the Rock, the Rock did it. It was fucking terrible as well. Like oh, yeah. it's yeah. like it just no. I know he yeah. did it as a tribute to Owen, but it fucking looked bad. It's like just sit down. Like that's all you gotta do. Once you get it hooked and you spin around and all that, like just sit down, like sit on them. That's all you gotta do. Bret Hart did it really well. Obviously, his was the best. Owens was good. Even Natalia, she does it properly. She does it perfect. And you know, yeah, she as she should. Yeah, yeah, correct. That's right. So, but I just think like there's so many uh, matches that have been won and then there's always like can they get out of it or do they reach the ropes or do they reverse it you know and of course like we're not going to go into the screw job in montreal but like it's you know uh, to me i just think it's a great and it's it's just cool like trish stratus used it in her what was at the time her final match too um Mm. uh, when she beat leader for the title and it was like her last match she used the sharpshooter and she did it well too in that one time so and she's Canadian as well, so that's it. Sense. Yeah. So when when someone does it like that, it was like, oh, that's the sharpshooter. Like I don't know, I mark out for it. So, but yeah, there's been a few lately that they try to do it not so well. Uh, you know, and it's like, what do you eh. what do you think of Cesaro's version? His isn't bad. His isn't too bad. Yeah, it's 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 better than than The Rocks by a long way. Um, <laughs> Where he was probably shown by Tyson Kidd, who's with Nat- Natalia. So ah, that's true. There's the yeah. other. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Well, and and Cesaro seems like the sort of like I love The Rock. Don't get me wrong, but like and Sting. But to me, I think they seem to be coming from a place of like, well, we don't really want to hurt these guys. It's all the work. Whereas like Bret Hart's like, I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> which is, he's a very man. angry man. That's right. It's about me. Oh, this is my finishing move. I'm gonna put it down and I'm gonna fucking sit on you. I don't care about your did, back. Did The you Rock know? only start doing it after the Scorpion King? No, he started. Oh well, the timing was. Because I don't remember him ever doing it before he filmed the Scorpion King, and then it's like Scorpion Deathlock. He know. used to. I think he. I think he did it. I can't remember if he wrestled on the on the Owen tribute show or not. But uh, it was soon after that he started doing it. I remember, and they were saying it was like his tribute to Owen because they were okay. friends and all that kind of thing. And I'm like, well, I want to be a better tribute, Rocky. Like, if you fucking sat the fuck down, do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing you as a teenager, Greg. Sit the fuck down. Yeah, I'm like, sit down, Rock. If you can't do it, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, Sting used to as well, but I think 
Sting got so old and broken, I think it probably hurt him more than anyone else to do it. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. If, if Sting sat down, he wouldn't get back up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. You know, I put like, you know, Greg, you know, when we, when the IPW guys are training and, um, you know, Josh is there and they want to do a new move, he actually mm. watches and do it to see how it's going to look. You think, you think there'd be someone there that would tell them, um, guys, you've actually got to sit down into it and make yeah. it look real. That looks like garbage. Just, yeah. 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 So. I just say, um, Growing up watching wrestling and being a younger sister, I got put in a lot of finishing moves <laughs> growing up. <laughs> and I have like PTSD flashbacks of where my brother put me in a sharpshooter. <laughs> no joke, he sat on my back and I squealed. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely saw so, yeah. my brother in the walls of Jericho for sure. Yeah, so he, um, you could say my brother, um, you know, like my probably 10 year old brother at the time could uh, apply a more convincing sharpshooter than The Rock. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, um, I broke my sister's hand or arm by jumping off the top bunk and doing a super fly splash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I was, I was seven or eight, and so she would have been like, Five, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Did she really break her arm, or was it just a good sell? You know. Yeah. I mean? No, no, she actually broke her arm. She actually uh, broke her arm. Say, did, <laughs> did Vince McMahon come around and cover it up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, murder's funny. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh. But no, I had to go with the sharpshooter, and it just, uh, yeah, it to me, it's the best like submission of all time. Like I said, people going about the figure four and that's up there as well. But I think they just, I don't know, Flair, it, it was a, it was almost like Flair will put the figure four on and then the baby face would turn it, you know, and bust out of it. Kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. whereas, yeah, the sharpshooter really occasionally people would sort of get out of it, but the only real way was to, to get to the ropes. So, which then sort of drew the match out and you got that, um, tension and stuff and the ring psychology and things like that so yeah but yeah the sharpshooter with an asterisk in brackets if you sit down there you go <laughs> we all know the actual <laughs> submission movies the crippler crossface mate so that's the, <laughs> that's the well that's real that's not wrestling that's that's, that's uh, right that's, that's real. Yeah, not fucking about with that one yeah that's a shoot <laughs> that, that's uh, yeah that's, that's it once you're in that you're done <laughs> Can't even tap out. No, because <laughs> you're choking as well. Oh, <laughs> all right, oh, Stace. Okay. Um, so, uh, what other what other finishing moves did your brother use on you? <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully, um, the first time I saw this finishing move on television was. Um, after my brother moved out. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> this one's uh, a bit of an out-of-left-field pick and I'd say maybe like the flashiest um, move of my top three. Um, so it is the the page tap out. Um, and, Steve, oh, I'd just yeah. like to give you a moment just to make your page joke and then we'll. But that's not the best finisher she's had, you know. Okay. There's been two others. There's been two others. <laughs> anyway. 
That's a that's so, good. Is that a singles? That's a singles finisher or a tag team finisher? It tag team, mate. Tag right. team finisher. Okay. There you go. I hear the belt got involved a couple of times too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for those that aren't aware, this is a modified scorpion crosslock. So basically, Paige kind of hooks a leg, twists them around, and then pulls them up with their arms kind of locked behind their back. And I remember really distinctly the first time I saw this on TV and I thought how unique and brutal, quite frankly, this finishing move was. Um, It's with a lot of finishing moves, you know, sometimes you can struggle to suspend reality a little bit and be like, oh, that's easy to kick out of. Oh, that's, you know, that, that hardly even hurts. But this finishing move to me looks legitimately painful and incredibly difficult um to kick out of and definitely one of like the most impressive um submission maneuvers i've seen in quite a long time and yeah. that's why i made my top three it's a bit like um i can't remember what it was called uh beth phoenix you know the move she'd lift them up and then drop them face first yeah but yep. the way she sort of hooked the elbows together and then lift them it was sort of, yep. and then before she'd drop them, it was like that. that yeah, that's what the, the glam slam. Yeah, glam that's slam, it. Yeah. There you go. Um, this is a similar sort of thing where Paige sort of, yeah, she's already got like the legs hooked in, like a like a uh, sharpshooter kind of, but um, but from a different angle. And then yeah, it's just hook the arms and lift them up, and it's like all right, <laughs> like you said, that looks like it really hurts. So. Yeah, it's a it's a good pick because yeah, Paige is is probably more known for you know um, the, the like what's the move called the one she beat AJ with um, the Paige Turner. Yeah, 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 I should remember that. Jesus, um, yeah, but you know, but then yeah, she would do the submission every now and then. So yeah, that's no, a good one. Yeah, I'm just looking yeah. at pictures of it now, and yeah, you know, the, obviously the other He's guys. Googling are page really well. I'm googling yeah. page finishing. I'm googling page finishing. That's risky. But no, um, you can tell, like, yeah, you look at that and you Keep go, safe search that. on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does look like, you know, it could hurt. So, mm. yeah, it's a very good choice. Yeah, and it takes a lot of um, strength and precision, uh, precision to get right as well, yeah. like, because, mm. like, Pages like squatting while holding them up while still being hooked at the leg. Like that takes yeah, like quite a lot of strong. core strength. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that should have been her main finisher 100% because like in comparison, the page turner isn't a very impressive looking finisher, I think. And that puts a stamp on things, doesn't it? Finishing it like that. It's like, yeah, you know, she's really showing that she's won the match. Yeah. Well, with the as well, with like with you know the whoever it is she's putting the move on, like their arms are kind of trapped behind their back as well, so they can't even like tap yeah. out properly. So yeah. it's one yeah. of those ones where they've got to sort of scream like, yeah, 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 I'm, you know, I give up kind of thing. So it really sort of uh, sells the, the 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 submission and the the fact that they're giving up, you know. So mm. yeah, and, and it's like the the sharpshooter. How do you get out of this? Yeah. Tell yeah. me how you get out of this move. Yeah, at least yeah. with the sharpshooter, you can reach for the ropes. Like you can't with that, with with Paige's move, because yeah, your arms are behind you. So yeah, oh, that's a yeah, that's a good one. Again, that's another one I'd never thought of, but yeah, it's um, it works for sure. Yeah, super talented wrestler, gone yeah. in the prime Definitely. of her career. Definitely. 
Yeah, it's a shame that, um, I mean, you never know. I mean, like you said, Edge came back and Brian, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and- I mean, we can, we can hope. I mean, she's definitely um, one of the ones that you'd like to see come back for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her movie career sort of faded out now, so back to uh, wrestling would be good. Yeah. Hey, come on. Stacey's <laughs> gave you that one, one uh, chance. All right. So who's next? Adrian, we had the Swanton bomb. What, uh, what else made your list? All right. So I'm doing it in reverse order. So Swanton bomb was my third pick. Okay. This yep. is my second pick. Well, obviously. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, no, we're smart in Australia. <laughs> yeah, for those playing at home, uh, so I've chosen the F five. Ah, ah, nice. nice. Yep. Yeah, it nearly made my list too. So lucky. Ah, well, goody for you. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> so to me, this finisher represents the ultimate display of utter power. You can't get any stronger. I like just you can't get any stronger in the way of displaying your power and your strength than an F five. I don't think. Uh, when I first saw Lesnar do this, my jaw was it was on the floor. It was King of the Ring two thousand two. Like what the first, I think it was the first pay per view I ever saw, and he was wrestling Test. And for those who remember Test, this dude's six 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 seven, two hundred eighty pounds. Yeah, and he looked like he was destroyed when Lesnar laid this out on him. Uh, like Test was taller than Lesnar. Uh, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, what, what has just happened? This He's just absolutely destroyed this guy. So for those who haven't seen an F5 before, he, Lesnar lifts the opponent up onto his shoulders. Uh, the opponent's midsection is facing his shoulders. Lesnar rotates slightly. And then all of a sudden, he just spins violently in the opposite direction and he releases the opponents that they they rotate about 90 degrees in the air and they're slammed <laughs> face down on the canvas. Um, I'm going to, in the chat, I've just given you a link to my favorite F5 ever. And that's when, I don't know if you guys remember Shannon Moore from back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mattitude follower. The F5. Yeah. Three count, three count like, baby. Three count, three yeah. count. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and yeah, and Shannon Moore is obliterated because he's like 160 pounds compared to Lesnar. Um, so what I learned in my research is that F5 is actually a category of a tornado. So oh. if a tornado is blowing winds of over 200 miles an hour or 320 Ks an hour, it's it's a category F5 tornado. Yeah. So, I did not know that. There we go. Yeah, so like <laughs> even that makes it awesome. I always thought so, it was like a missile or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it sounds like a missile too. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It's, I, and I just thought it was a perfect finisher for Lesnar's demeanor, his size, his athleticism. Um, yeah. And the way it looks, it's so, I think it's so unique and it's such a smooth execution. It just made it really aesthetically pleasing. Again, back to the kind of finishes I like that look really awesome uh, and really smooth. And one other thing is that no one else has really done it since Lesnar and no one did it before Lesnar. Do you think, think Lesnar would let them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. show up at their house and they're five of them. So, yeah, to me, F5 for sure. I think um, uh, I think nobody else has done it because it takes a lot of strength to do it, like you said. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I totally agree. It is the, the, the perfect big man 
finishing move, especially for a big man who's as as athletic as Brock Lesnar. Um, yeah, it's it's a really it, it, I struggled. I was I was thinking about putting it in my list, but it just didn't make it. But I'm glad someone did choose it um, because it's definitely yeah one of the and, and we talk about the selling and, and making it look like it's going to hurt. That would absolutely hurt. You do not yeah. need to sell yeah. off the No, outside. not at all. Not at all. I just looked up uh, Minnesota because I'm like, I wonder if tornadoes are a thing in Minnesota because that's where that's where he's from. Brock went to college and all that. And, uh, yeah, they got a lot of tornadoes. <laughs> so yeah. that makes a lot of sense. I think in 2020 there was like 71 tornadoes, it says. Oh, shit. So, yeah. So that, that sort of. You can see where it's coming from now as well. Like it's like, well, yeah. we'll call it the F five because that's a real big tornado. Like he knows what a tornado is, you know. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. lived through a few of them. So yeah, that's cool. So, but yeah, it's definitely a good move. Like, um, like you were saying, Adrian, it's not just a power move, but it's it's like there's an element of grace to it as well because you got to flip them around the other way and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, but then the way that the opponent lands is just is brutal. So. It's um, and, and it is that kind of um, what's the word? Like you, you're really like rubbing it in, you know, like adding salt to the wound kind of thing. Like it could have just dropped you on your head, but now I'm going to do this to you instead. So, yeah, um, for a big man like him, yeah, so it's impressive. But I mean, Lesnar's, I don't think there's. Oh, I was just going to say Lesnar's nothing if not impressive for for a guy his size. So. Oh yeah, I was just about to say I don't think there'd be anyone else that could pull that move off like Lesnar for like Lesnar does. You know, just like even like someone as big as like the Big Show, they'd be able to pick them up, but they mm. wouldn't have that the the, the spin and yeah. the athleticism. I think the closest you get would probably be someone like Goldberg. I think. Yeah. Uh, in his yeah. Not, not now. No. Because <laughs> um, I would be willing yeah. to argue that Cesaro could probably pull one off. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's not as imp- I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't be as impressive. Because he doesn't have that sheer bulk, you know, to him. Like he's a yeah. He's a lean guy. Like he's super strong. But he's he's another one of those guys like Goldberg that's just like freak strong. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, Cesaro knows well enough to stay in his lane and not step on Brock Lesnar's toes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just do the sharpshooter and sit down. That's all yeah. you got to do. <laughs> Just stick with your airplane spin. You'll be That's right. right. Was it do the Cesaro the swing? Sorry. Yeah, and and sit down in the sharpshooter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've also um, put in the chat a link to the Big Show doing an F five. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is the only other superstar I've seen or ever heard of of doing one, and it was just after yeah. Lesnar left the WWE. Oh, so so I don't know if it was a sneaky, saying, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was a sneaky dig at him, but um, who was it? Who was it too? Who was it like on? Mark Jim Drack or something? I don't know. <laughs> oh, fuck. yeah, one of the one of those guys from yeah. Evo- as bad Evolution. As yeah. <laughs> Evolution's Mark Jim Drack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I think it's, uh, is it, who is it? It's Orlando Jordan, I think. Oh, oh God. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. But anyway. I yeah. think um, the F5 is everything that WWE and Vince McMahon like to make out that the FU <laughs> is all the attitude adjustment, yep. should yeah. I say. <laughs> um, I don't think the FU has any business 
being like existing as a finishing move in the same company where the F5 is a finishing move, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just a way to make John Cena look tough, look strong. See, we, yeah. <laughs> we, Adrian was saying how the F5 is a, is a category of tornado, but for, uh, for Vince McMahon, the F stands for frothing. <laughs> he froths five times. I, That's I right. Yeah. Okay. Only, only over big men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the froth five. God damn it. <laughs> just, just picture this, right? Picture this. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay. Uh, Steve, do you have any left? <laughs> yeah, I do. I've got a couple. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I've got one. Um, you know, um, this was probably one of the most over moves back in, I'd say, 98. Um, I'm talking about the diamond cutter. Ooh, um, nice. It was the original out of nowhere um, finisher. You know, obviously, Randy Orton's gone on to make the RKO famous, but the RKO wouldn't have been around if Diamond Dallas Page didn't have the diamond cutter, I don't believe. That's right. Um, well, it's the same just, move. It's the same It thing. is exactly yeah. the same yeah. move, yeah. And, and I think when you, obviously, you think of Diamond Dallas Page, you think of the diamond, you think of the diamond cutter. Um, he just, he, you just think of all the, the big matches that he had and, even the, you know, the, the, um, it was, he could hit it out of nowhere. Like he was always on the ropes, he hit it off the ropes. He's in the middle of the ring, he hit it in the middle of the ring. Doesn't matter where he was. And I don't think you would find a more, more over, um, move for a period of time there back in 98, um, when WCW was sort of on its starting to, it was at its peak, I guess. So DDP mm. was, you know, um, important to the company because he had the title around then. But yeah, I think just think the diamond cutter was a, for, for me, um, as being a WCW mark, um, that was probably one of the, the um, better finishes or, that I like to watch. Well, the, the diamond cutter was the move that like could, that you could get on the NWO. Like that yeah. was sort of how it was kind of sold in the initial moments because DDP was the first guy that like ever sort of got one up over Hall and Nash and, and, and the NWO. So um, when, you know, when there'd be six guys in the ring sort of beating shit out of him, he suddenly could still get the diamond cutter out though. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, oh, and now it's all, you know, it's the great equalizer kind of thing because it's come out of nowhere and it's, and it's. Um, Did it come from Greg? Out it, of comes nowhere. it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> but yeah, never has one man made so much out of putting his fingers together uh, <laughs> in photographs and being like, look at my hands, you know, like <laughs> old DDP. God, diamond. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's, um, it, it, I think that really helped put it over early. And then, of course, that sort of led the way for other people to start sort of also being effective against the NWO, like Sting and Goldberg and people like that. But, but yeah, the DDP's uh, Diamond Cutter, that was, you know, that was like the first move that sort of showed up. Uh, like it made the untouchable outsiders like touchable, if that made sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. it, it showed that yep. they, they, they could be taken down a peg or two if need be. So, and, um, yeah. and of course, Orton's carried it on into the sort of the new millennium and stuff and, and made it probably, I don't want to say made it bigger and better, but he's definitely sort of made it his own. So, um, yeah. mm. and it's, it's interesting because it's now like, whereas it was a, a move by sort of your top tier undercard guy 
now it's a move used by one of the top top guys. So um, yeah, it it has really sort of helped. Um, I think he's really done a lot for the move itself. But yeah, TDP's uh, got to be given credit for for making it what it was, in my opinion. Yeah, it's one of those uh, finishing moves that makes me think of WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. without even yeah, without even saying it, you know, I think of the spear, the jackhammer, but yeah. the next one on that list is the diamond cutter. You think mm. of the diamond cutter, you think of all that story and build up and underdog mentality and the war against the NWO and and all that sort of stuff and you know winning the WCW heavyweight title at at however old he was, forty seven or whatever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he was 30, whatever. Um, yeah. I'm there's still time, Greg. We've got he's, time. He's 28. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was in his so, 40s yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah, the thing. If you've got a move like that, you don't, you can be a bit old and broken, you know, because it's, like we said, it comes out of nowhere. It's a simple move. And it's, and it's a move that you can do on anyone, which yeah. has got a, like that's something to consider as well. I think if you're going to be a wrestler, it's like, can you, you know, like how many people can you jackhammer? Like how many people can you tombstone power? You know, like it's, it, it, you got to lift them up over your head, that sort of thing. So yeah, exactly. Um, you know, whereas like sharpshooter, you just, anyone, you know, everyone's got legs. You just, except well, not say Gowan, <laughs> but like everyone else, um, you, can, you know, <laughs> hook it and, and there you go. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> that yeah. would have been like a great t shirt or something, like for Zach Gowan's sharpshooter proof. Yeah. <laughs> hey. That's it. Nice. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> you would, see, he's what you wouldn't have to sit on him if you were doing the sharpshooter. Just, <laughs> no, no. Sting would be anyway. fine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he should have just had matches with Sting and The Rock just over and over. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great that, that just gives fun. me vibes of like you know orange cassidy nowadays how it's just so silly that yeah. it works we need to find zach gowan on twitter and yeah pitch that to him <laughs> sharpshooter proof <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> get, well, blo- no, get blocked some, immediately someone will hear this and pro wrestling tease tomorrow will have a shirt up yep oh, that's no. right yeah. yeah you're welcome yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Well, um, I'm going to go for a move that's it's all power. This one, and it's literally because it's the power bomb, um, not the sit down power bombs or any of this. Just the good old fashioned power bomb. You just lift them up, slam them down into the mat. So there's been a few over the years that people have done. Like there's the jackknife power bomb and that kind of thing. And like the Batista bomb and this sort of stuff, but like Nash, like Kevin Nash or Diesel, like the the jackknife power bomb's pretty impressive. But I prefer like just the full on. Like Nash would sort of let him go and let him fall, um, whereas someone like like Sid Vicious, Sid Justice, yes, you know, I was thinking um, that, yeah, Bradshaw. Even he had a good one. Um, that's the sort of power bomb I'm I'm thinking of. And then if you, even if you want to take it to the next step where you go that the last ride. Um, that Undertaker would do where he would actually lift them right up uh, over his shoulders and drop them again. But, yeah, um, that's not one that anyone can do and not really one you can do on anyone, whereas, funnily enough, the powerbomb, it's mostly momentum from the guy being powerbombed. So 
Yeah. Um, it's not, yeah. not as much strength involved as, as you would think, but, um, but yeah, I, I would have to go like Sid Vicious slash Justice, like his power bomb. Yeah. I just think that's a move mm. where you're like, holy shit, like that's, he's not getting up that guy. So, did, did um, you see the power bomb that um, Brock Lesnar did to Spike Dudley when he first came out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he powerbombed him like three times in the third one. He's fucking smacked just, his head on the apron. It's holy shit. Yeah. It's just brutal. Like, I think because there's that element, like, it can go so wrong so quickly as well. Yeah. I think to see like a good power bomb like executed perfectly is almost to me, I'm like, oh, that like, that looked like it really hurt, but it probably didn't, you know? Whereas, yeah, yeah you can just, you can do the Spike Dudley thing and fuck him up for real, but oh, yeah. you know, it's it's you, they're, they're supposed to be you know they're supposed to be looking after the guy in the ring, so <laughs> you know anyone could go out there and hurt people. Um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, Nash's I like Nash's as well, but just especially in the later years, he would really kind of just let him go. There wasn't really any downward momentum. Um, but yeah, Sid Vicious probably had the best. So yeah, definitely. I didn't that one he did on the Giant was pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing on his fucking head. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not one of the better ones. But yeah, but, um, but yeah, and I think it's a move like it's it's kind of it's it's got one foot in the old school of wrestling where it's just like a big body slam kind of thing, but then it's got another foot in that sort of you know next generation or attitude era kind of thing where it's like oh shit like it's not just a body slam it's a power bomb you know like it's a real mm. it, it's yeah. an impressive kind of uh like um thud you know when they hit the mat kind of thing it's a real like oh shit so and it leaves them yeah. like lying there so that you can just pin them as well so it's not one of these um the high flying moves where they got to sort of roll off and and, and crawl around kind of thing so yeah. My favorite um iteration of the power bombs definitely the last ride that was um yeah. going to be an honorable mention of mine cuz it it's just so effective in the way Undertaker does it when he kind of pulls him by the tights just to get that extra height mm. and mm, yeah. you know as we all know Undertaker's a tall guy is over six foot you know by the time he lifts him up in the air and pulls those tights you must feel like you're seven eight foot in the air at that point. For sure, definitely. But yeah, it's just brutal, and you you can't fake like getting thrown kind of on the back of your neck and shoulders like that, you know. Mm. Yeah, I remember there was a time when I think I'm trying to think who it was. I think it was like Perry Satin or someone like that, and they they'd fucked up or they'd done something wrong, and I can't remember if it was in a match or what. But then. Basically, their punishment was they had a match with Bradshaw and they told Bradshaw to power bomb him like three times, like the hard way. And it was just like yeah. brutal. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, bam, it was, it was bam, Perry bam. Satin. Some, yeah. some dude didn't sell for him or something and he mm. beat the shit out of him in the That's ring. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. And like they said, all right, well, you're going to have like, you know, the old school mentality of wrestling at the time. Like you're going to go and take three power bombs from Bradshaw and, and he's going to like, he's not going to like kayfabe it you know what i mean like yeah he's gonna really slam you as hard as you can it's like holy fuck so yeah it was like some a power bomb that stands out to me like a regular power bomb because a lot of people do the different iterations of it now Mm. the uh power bomb from sable is actually a memorable one yeah there you go yeah yeah 
I remember she did that to Mark Merrow at one time. It was like, holy right. fuck. Like it was, yep. you know, it was amazing, like the way she'd done it. So. Mm. And China used to do one too. So, yeah, two mm. women that actually yeah. led the women's division, to, yeah. uh, inspire the women's revolution, that sort of stuff. I think uh, it's a good move for a, for a big power move, isn't it? Like yeah. power finisher. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, Stace, uh, your third and final. What do we have? Yep. I just have to say I cannot believe it that I made it this far in the show without someone taking this pick because I think, in my opinion, that this is the mo- the most iconic finishing move of all, of all time. Sorry, I can't speak. I- I'm just so excited about this finishing <laughs> move. <laughs> probably the third one on my list. On my two, probably. So... My third pick and my number one finisher is the Stone Cold Stunner. That's it. Yes. <laughs> yep. It's not mine for once. Oh, really? It's not mine. Oh, wow. There you go. It probably seems at this stage like I'm just picking off like some of my favourite wrestlers with uh, Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold. But it, that aside, my feelings about them as a wrestler aside, it really is, well, at the end of the day, Stone Cold makes this move, you know. Mm-hmm. The move essentially isn't anything special, but it's what Stone Cold makes it. He makes it special. Um, it kind of had that shock factor, like going back to um, the super kick. It had that shock factor of the RKO before the RKO existed. And it's just... You know, like the middle finger beforehand, it's completely iconic. The kick to the stomach, it's just iconic, you know. And what else do you need to say? Yeah, and I think like to your point about like, oh, I'm not trying to just pick my favourite wrestlers kind of thing, but I think like their, their quality of their finishes obviously helps make them your favorite wrestlers you know what i mean because the end of their matches are so exciting and so like they stick with your memory and and that's what makes them like Shawn michaels and and, you know stone cold like a couple of your favorites like because of the excitement factor of the way their matches would end and it can happen out of nowhere and it's it's you know so that's part of the reason why you know like if you have a lame finish like like we said I, I'm still, a, for all his faults, I'm still a mark for, you know, Uncle Terry, but, like, the 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 the, uh, the leg drop, it's just, it's, it's still a bit of a lame finisher, you know? Like, it's it mm. works at the time, but it doesn't work so much in the in the pantheon of, you know, great finishes. And for, for a guy who's, like, the number one, if not number one, at least number two, like, of all time, as far as, like, big names and stuff, like... The, the, the finisher of the leg drop is just like, eh, okay. But it's a different time you could get away with them. But, yeah, the stunner, that's why I had it on my list as well because forgetting everything about Steve Austin, I still, even at the time, like when the Attitude Era was at its peak, I was never really a Steve Austin guy. I was more the rock. But even at the time, I would say, like, he still has the best finishing move in wrestling because it's just got that, like, instant, like, you know, it, it's over. You get the stunner and it's done and it's a, it, it can happen lift, like we're saying, out of nowhere a lot on this show tonight. Yeah. But, like, mm. it's true, you know. And, again, it's a move that you can do on literally everyone. So yeah. 
how many matches did he have with, you know, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, like these smaller guys, you know, um, that you can do the stunner on. But then you're going to do the stunner on Kane and The Undertaker and these, you know, yeah. huge pricks that are like, you know, like he's not going to pick them up and powerbomb them or whatever because they're seven foot tall and 300 pounds and this kind of thing like Kane. But you can do a stunner on them. Like you can do a stunner yeah. on anyone. It's like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall when Big they came show. in. Yeah, exactly. Big show. Big show. Like, yeah. So yeah. Well, you, can do, you can do a stunner on Linda McBan. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> but how iconic are the stunners that he did on Vince McMahon? You know what I mean? Mm. Like it was, yeah. it was it was so cool. Yeah. yeah, everyone wanted everyone wanted to go out and stun their boss after that. Fuck oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Um, but definitely. Just on that point around, you can hit a stunner on everyone. This was sort of always a divisive thing for me because if you didn't know how to sell a stunner, it yeah. looked shit. You yeah. know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. when he tried to, I remember there was, I think it was the first stunner that he hit on McMahon and McMahon yeah. just like collapsed. Uh. It was uh, really bad. You know, May Young, all those sorts of people. It just, oh, it looks it like. really got to bounce back or it just doesn't. Yeah. 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 Whereas, yeah. you know, hit the one on the rock at WrestleMania 17 where he explodes <laughs> and flips back. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. you, know, you don't get any better, do you? Scott yeah. Hall jumps about three feet in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's the thing. It's the, it is. You know, like at its core, it's a kick to the guts, and then you know he basically drives his your like your chin into his shoulder. So, yeah, it uh, it, it it even as like logistics, if you were to break it down in like a real world kind of thing, like yeah, it would stun you because it's it's under your chin. So, um, if anything, it's the perfect like setup to a different finisher as well. You know, like you hit the stunner, and then while they're sort of like you know, moseying about the ring, like with without their bearings, you could, you know, super kick them or Finish something him. like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but because Austin, he was so over at, at the time, obviously, uh, it, it became that's it. You know, you get the stunner and it's done. So, um, and like we said, the, the attitude error, and then I think they had a lot of success because of the, the nature of the finishes of the matches in general, because of, the way that the wrestlers involved in those matches had these finishes that weren't sort of long drawn out things. Like even though I settled about the power bomb, it is quite long and drawn out. You know what I mean? Cause they pick the guy up and then they, you know, pull him under their legs basically. And then power bomb. And it is kind of a like, well, we know this match is over sort of 40 seconds before it's over. Whereas stone cold stunner, super kick rock bottom, you know, even the pedigree to a degree is kind of pretty quick when it when it you know when they need to, and you get that that quick finish, and then one two three, and it's over. You're like, oh shit! So um, yeah, it's a different psychology than obviously like a figure four or a sharpshooter or something like that. But yeah, I think in that age where wrestling was like, oh, what's on the next channel? Flip back and forth. You have a quick ending like that. It's like, oh shit! And so, and I mean, the stunner is is perfect for that. So yeah, yeah. I also excellent, love how, excellent. thank you. I also love how iconic it became sort of with Stone Cold's beer bash kind of at the end of a match or a segment, you know, where, yeah. um, you know, he'd celebrate with someone in the ring, you're like, 
you're like, it's coming, it's coming. You're just mm-hmm. not sure when. And it's always sort of when they least suspect it, when they're kind of chugging a Their beer and he down. just kicks yeah. them in the guts. Yeah. yeah. And if you get a real good one, they'll like spit the beer out as they sell it. Yeah. 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 Perfect. <laughs> I think Jericho did that one time and it was like he basically spat the beer. I think it was Jericho. He sort of spat the beer into the air a bit like how Triple H spits his water, you know what I mean? So it's kind of yeah. like, and that just floating mist of of beers uh, floating in the air after getting the stunner. So, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Austin did it for so long with all his neck issues. Mm. Like, if you think about it, you know, he violently just sits down on a wooden canvas. Like, that's going to compress your spine, like, doing that yeah. constantly, yeah. like, three, four times a week for... Well, wow, that's years or whatever. Yeah, and that's that's the aim of the leg drop. That's why you know Uncle Terry is about four inches shorter these days than he used to be <laughs> because of, <laughs> yeah, compressed spine and eight hundred surgeries and stuff. But yeah, it's the same. That's another one too where you got to be careful what you what you pick, I guess. So. Yeah. But, um, I guess with the stunner, you could kind of alter it a bit if you wanted. You could sort of drop to your knees and do it that way, as far as mm. instead of landing flat on your ass. But yeah. That's yeah. Like you said, I'm surprised Austin didn't have more issues, but yeah, I guess it was sort of what's the word like quality, not quantity. You know, he sort of yeah, sort of he made a statement for five or six years, and then that was kind of it, as opposed to dragging it out for twenty five or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, true. Yeah, but no, that's a good pick, Stace. Because yeah, like I said, I literally had the stunner on the. on my list as well. Um, so yeah, Adrian, here we go. So like we said, you had your third, third best, second best, and now this is your uh, your all time pick. Yeah. So for me, it wouldn't be an episode of A T three without R V D. Excellent. Bastard. Now you're stealing mine. Are you kidding me? Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh. Except I don't have RVD doing it. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> so technically, I haven't stolen. No, yeah. I haven't stolen your. Mine has so, a bit of heat to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, mamacita. Uh, so I'll explain why after you've had after you've talked. Yeah. Very good. So, five star frog splash is my all time favorite, best finisher of all time. So I think we all know the frog splash. Diving splash from the top rope, arms outstretched, contracting in and out with your legs like a frog, uh, leaping from one uh, lily pad to another uh, before hitting your opponent who's lying horizontally across from you. So popularized by D'Lo Brown and Tanahashi from (laughs) Japanese (laughs) bands, right? Um, You know, the iconic Eddie Guerrero, which I'm sure you'll get onto. uh, And a lot of wrestlers do a frog splash now in tribute to Guerrero as a sign of how powerful his legacy was um, yep. and the impact he's had influencing others. So, you know, Sasha Banks, Dominic and Rey Mysterio, Christian Chavo, you know, the list goes on. I think RVDs was in a class of its own because only one man could really pull it off with all the attributes working well and right together. So no one, in my opinion, had a more signature, unique impactful frog splash than Rob Van Dam, dude. Uh, he, <laughs> so he, 
Like when he, he used to finish his matches in the early days with a split leg and moonsault, but he thought about it and needed something that looked more effective. So one of the reasons it's more awesome, first of all, he slingshots himself to the top rope. Like he's like, fuck yeah. this guys, climbing to the top rope is taking too long. Um, I've got a busy schedule. I've got to slingshot myself to the top rope. Um, so you knew something awesome was coming when he slingshotted himself up there. Um, he had like a really elastic, flexible body, like Mr. Incredible. Uh, so um, Mr. Fantastic, sorry. Uh, so like, and that was due to kickboxing and martial arts. So his arms and legs looked like they were going to extend even further than other wrestlers. So, and instead of one hand grabbing the other and moving it in and out, like Eddie and, and all those sorts of guys did, he'd have his arms out to the side and, you know, sort of his whole body moving back and forth so he looked like a longer larger dude than he was like this rvd was probably what six six foot six foot two something like that um so and when he hit his opponent like he bounces back up in the air so like he's selling the shit out of it um yeah yeah, holding his midsection like he really sells the impact um and i you know as a kid i believe and still do i believe it was a really hard hit because of course wrestling is still real to me damn it uh so (laughs) Um, and not to mention that he could hit his opponent so power more like um, at such a powerful sort of rate, he could hit them anywhere in the ring. So like three quarters of the way across doesn't matter. Rotating ninety degrees doesn't matter. Like he'll hit them doesn't mm. really matter. But yeah, and that that was how awesome RVD was. Uh, and to me, RVD is always going to be my favorite wrestler of all time so full disclosure i knew i was going to pick the fog splash as my first and top finisher of all time <laughs> straight away as soon as the topic was mentioned i'm like yep that's it for sure yep. so um but yeah well obviously i have it too but um my mine's the eddie guerrero <laughs> version um, probably because Eddie Guerrero is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time as well. Um, yeah, but I just, I just think Eddie's frog, pa- frog splash looked cleaner and crisper um, than yeah. Van Dam's. Like Van Dam's was good, great to watch. You know, he'd get the elevation, he'd absolutely smash him on the ground and do it out of anywhere, like you said. But I think Eddie's technique was, was just the best. I don't think anyone uh, has done or will do a frog splash with the, as good as technique as Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you there, Steve. Like, I think Eddie's looked crisper and it was quicker yeah. and all that. But, like, to me, RVDs look like it hurt more. Just because, oh, yeah. yeah that's maybe it's because he's a bigger body and a heavier dude, you know? And, like, yeah. Not, yeah. not a heavy dude, but heavier than Eddie. Um, yeah. You know, and, and yeah, and I think as well, because, I mean, everybody that does them sort of does sell sell it that it hurts them as well. But they're like RVD, like Adrian was saying, like he'd really get up and be like, oh, fuck, like is he even going to be able to pin him after that? You know, like it's, yeah. it's like this nearly killed him, you know. So um, well, don't forget the um, the frog, pla- frog splash nearly fucked up Eddie's career too. Where when he first hit it with his elbow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's a bad one too. That's you see yeah. that. And it's like, oh fuck. That's you just right. literally see it just pop out. It's like, oh. And it was like he's the first time he did it in a WWF or something, wasn't yeah. it? Like it was they only just come into it. Mm. But yeah. um yeah, no, look, I, I I totally agree with everything you've said, Adrian. But but I just for me, obviously Eddie's Eddie's uh, he's just for me better. He's the OG. Um yeah. 
yeah, yeah. totally get where you're coming from but uh, it's okay to be wrong steve so yeah that's right. <laughs> and, and that's why it's called our top three adrian remember correct that's right. <laughs> look i gotta uh I, side with adrian on this one um yes yeah, RVDs is definitely my favorite frog splash. And I was a huge RVD mark back in the day. And um, to me, like RVD's frog splash is like a regular frog splash on steroids. Like it is just faster, it's harder, it looks like it hurts more. And yeah, the way you were saying, Adrian, the way he like bounces off after connecting with the opponent, like it just looks painful even for him. So yeah. you know it has to hurt the opponent. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with that definitely. Yeah, I guess it's like um, there's you know there's so many people that do the spear, and there's so many people mm. that can't really pull it off as well as others. Yeah, and then you there's have only two good ones in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> and there's one really bad one in your opinion too. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean Gold, yeah. Goldberg and Rhino, they're the only ones that can do it properly. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, look, it, it's just, it's, um, I guess it's, it's testament to the two guys because when we talk about finishing moves and such, it's usually that one person that we're speaking about. Mm. Whereas this, it's yeah, like, true. there's been a couple that have really made it their own. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely something that's uh, like yourself, Adrian, I had to have on my list. Yeah. Uh, has anyone got any sort of honorable mentions before we kind of close out our, uh, Episode twenty one. I, I I want to just quickly. It's not really a, a finisher, but I I feel it should be. And like to, like the Canadian destroyer. I don't know how that's not. Oh, it should be right. Like a yeah, yeah. Move, you know? like, that. yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. like it's fucking. It, it just looks great. It's like oh fuck. Yeah. So yeah. Every that, second person is doing it in AEW now. So no, I know. Like, yeah. I oh, well, that's just yuck. ruined it for me then. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Greg, you have to watch AEW. You oh, have to. All right. Because <laughs> half those people that are getting released will end up in AEW. You know that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the Canadian Destroyer is like the token flashy move that like the indie marks love. Um, I mean, yeah. you've got to give credit where credit's due. It is a very impressive move. But oh, yeah. um, if I give one special mention, um, it would probably be um, Twist of Fate, Matt Hardy. I really have always enjoyed that move and okay. the yeah. way he executes it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's I kind of a stunner slash diamond cutter yeah. kind of. Yeah. It's in the same vein, yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah, Matt Hardy, so who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Delete. Look, he's it's better than better than Jeff Hardy. He's better than, <laughs> better than Willow. Let's put it that way. Oh, fucking <laughs> how how um, low do you want to set the bar? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't want to talk about Willow again. Um, I got one honorable mention, uh, one that um I thought someone might have had maybe, but um the three D from the Dudley Boys. I thought when, when that's hit properly. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's cool. a great one. That's a good tag team one. And what's the Road yeah. Warriors with the Doomsday drop? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tag team moves. Mm. But, yeah, 3D, that's that's clearly the best, like, tag team finisher. Oh. And and also the crowd would get fully into it. Like, you knew mm. it was coming. It's like, 3D. Yeah. Then, boom. Yeah. Yeah. That really got crowd on its feet. Yeah, I had yeah. like 10 backups um, <laughs> just in case. Uh, so I'll rattle off a few. Uh, the Lion Salt from Chris Jericho was 
big uh, feature in my mm. childhood. Like, oh, tramp- yeah. like again, growing up with a trampoline, like you, you want to springboard yourself and do a backflip. Uh, yeah. How can we not go Tombstone Pile Driver? Come on. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, very, that nearly made my list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 450 Splash, I loved as a kid. Um, again, it just aesthetically pleasing. Um, I always thought Paul London did the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, Widow's Peak by Victoria. Yes. That's what I've got yeah. here as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I, yep. I fucking love that move. Um, AJ Lee's Black Widow is fucking sick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Leader doing a moonsault, shooting star press, styles clash, um, and last styles two, uh, the eclipse from Ember Moon. Like, yep. yes, uh, jump yeah. off the top rope and do a stutter. Come on, yeah. that's yeah. Yeah. epic. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, don't know how long cool. her career will be, but yeah, it's like mm. that's that's nuts. And one that I think indie marks will know from back in the day, but before CM Punk did go to sleep, he would do Kenta. the Pepsi plunge. Oh. Uh-huh. Which is a pedigree from the top rope. Oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, mm. just YouTube Pepsi Plunge, and yeah, you'll have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so yeah. it's different to YouTube YouTubing pages finisher. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I don't know if that's the right search engine to be using, Steve. If you want to find Pages <laughs> Finisher, yeah, sure, Why something not? too, anyway. Yeah, um, one last uh special mention or honorable mention I, I do want to point out. I thought, um, like I said, I didn't want to bring up the leg drop because they, even I will say it's a bit, eh. but there is one finisher move that it was so devastating that not only to defeat its, his opponent uh, in in about five seconds, but also killed an entire wrestling company. Uh, <gasps> and that no was way. the finger poke of doom. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing, that move. Uh, the greatest finish to a match of all time. <laughs> and he, and Look, it's, it's great because he lost the world title too. That's right. Fantastic. Took the title, yeah, reformed the NWO yeah. and killed WCW one yeah. <laughs> one movement. Look, I think that Roddy Piper used the finger poke the best because he would do that and then put them in the sleeper hold. Like That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. how you use it effectively. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> Poor Terry. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we don't so, feel sorry for Terry on this show. No, no, that's no, right. no. Greg, Greg does, but we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't fucking, fucking killed anybody, but <laughs> we'll see. Hey, 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 there's hey. Still, he, killed still, a, he killed a company. Yeah, he killed the true. whole company. There's still time. Hey, that's, yeah. uh, hey. His son killed somebody. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. He did too. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. Does did anyone know the story about this? Did he it was die? a car accident, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Did he die? Yeah, I, think his I thought son he was, was just driving. a vegetable. Not just a vegetable, but, but like he wasn't dead. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Christ. I just a vegetable. No, but, you know, I didn't think he died. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, I actually read about this at work. So uh, I work in the finance industry and we were doing doing a webinar about insurance. And apparently um, when Hulk Hogan's son was driving the car, the car was still in Hulk Hogan's name. And Hulk Hogan had only taken out enough insurance to cover the car and, and the driver and not any uh-huh. passengers. So he like, apparently his insurance broker said, look, you can't 
like you know uh the insurance doesn't cover other drivers and he's that doesn't like, work for me bullshit. brother yeah yeah that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm, I'm suing you and it turns out that hogan's wife managed all his business affairs and didn't listen to the broker at the time when the broker said um oh. you need more insurance than this you fucking idiot just, oh my gosh i suppose uh, so that's why he's, he's an ex-wife now yeah yeah how many wives has he had i don't know oh my god not as many as rick flair no, oh, no, no, definitely not. Right. Definitely. Nobody's, nobody's had more wives than Ric Flair. No. <laughs> He's got the most championships and the most ex-wives. That's just how it works. So he must have at least 16 ex-wives. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there's some um, all-time AT3 finishes uh, for you out there to listen to, kids. Uh, obviously, we went to Sweet Chin Music. For Stacey and of course Steve, you you had that one stolen as always. Uh, Adrian, I've got I've got, to, I've got to learn to pick different ones. I really do. Yeah, <laughs> Steve doesn't come prepared. He just waits for everyone else and he goes, "Oh, that was mine." Yeah, <laughs> it would it would have it would have been if we did this last week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Adrian, you had the uh, the Swanton bomb. Uh, Steve, you did manage to get the elbow drop from Randy Savage and the diamond cutter. From DDP, um, I went with the sharpshooter. So long as everyone remembers to sit the fuck down, <laughs> sit do it. down, um, you marks. That's right. Uh, and the power bomb, of course, more the uh, the full on slam power bomb from Sid Vicious. Um, Stacey, you went with uh, the tap out from Page, among mm-hmm. as, despite what Steve wanted. Um, <laughs> and Adrian, you went for Brock Lesnar's F5 because of the tornado country. And uh, your favorite RVD's five star frog splash, which was also a variant of Steve's, uh, of Eddie Guerrero's frog splash. And then pretty much all of us agreed that the Stone Cold Stunner has to be on the list as well as one of the top uh, top finishes of all time. So, yeah, yeah. That'll, uh, that'll just about do it. I love how none of us mentioned people's elbow. <laughs> no, oh, and, <laughs> and the RKO. Yeah. Well, we sort of, he got we a bit that. of a mention. The DDPs, but yeah, well, the people's elbow, like the rock bottom, that was the move. Like that was at least, yeah, you know, true. and then the people's hey, the, elbow. Yeah. yeah it was cool. It looked cool. You know what I mean? Like it was a bit of fun, but yeah. So. Didn't the, the people's elbow didn't that beat um, CM Punk for the title? He did. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even hit him with a rock bottom. He just hit the people's elbow. Oh, really? Oh, didn't, oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And then Punk left the company. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If he was using the Pepsi plunge, it would have all been different. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But he went and had a good career in the UFC, didn't he? Oh, hang on. No, no, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor CM Punk. That that poor millionaire. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I feel sorry for him making millions of dollars in those fights. I was going to say, oh, millions yeah, of dollars is hot wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, Adrian, for joining us on, on episode 21. Yeah, um, thank you. Hope you enjoyed thank it. You. And definitely uh, we'll get you back for another one in the near future. Uh, but- yes. But uh, yeah, that's yeah, okay. That's where you speak, mate. That's where you yeah. speak. Yeah, that's where you, that's where you're talking. <laughs> Greg's got all the good words, so just listen to him. That's right. That's where you go. Good, like Stace. That's where you. Do. <laughs> Could you cut that, Greg? Please. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, before we get out of here, a reminder, follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at Aussie Top 3. I'm at Greg T13. Stacey is at Little Sherby. And Steve is at Stinger57. And Adrian, where can people find you? Uh, you could find me uh, talking with my two other great mates who are also sweaty, sweaty marks on our <laughs> podcast. Uh, it's boss time. The best pure strikers in podcast history. Official Rico Constantino fan chat. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Boss Time Podcast and Spotify, iTunes, anywhere podcasts are available. Nice. Yeah, definitely check that one out, kids. Um, you can also... I listen off- to ours first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, we didn't agree to this. Fuck your fucking... <laughs> yeah, fuck the RVD frog splash, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, as always, all roads lead to at the steel cage. And, of course, uh, the steelcageshop.com where you can buy 400 different T-shirts. Um, but, yeah, until then, uh, this has been episode 21 of Aussie Top 3. And until next time, we'll see you next time.